Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can know what we're up to this offseason. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And you can chat with all of us on Twitter as well on our own handles at Courtney Her FFB, at Ashley Her FFB, and at Brandon Her FFB. It is June. We are in mini camps. We're almost done. We're into OTAs pretty here soon here. Uh, people are tearing ACLs. Yep. Uh, people are sitting out, um, waiting for contracts. The the world is coming to a peak right now, guys, and this is when we start really weeding out weeding out our future in fantasy football. This is when the Jordy Nelson stuff starts happening. This is when <laughs> this is when defenses fall apart. This is when people Benjamin. shoot themselves. People Some people get shot shoot in the themselves. Leg. That, that happens. Um, so this is when it starts getting yeah. interesting. This is when you start opening your ears to football and figuring out what the heck is going on because some teams do not look like they used to. So also, just it's the time of year when you don't listen to, oh, he looks amazing. Everyone looks amazing. They're not wearing pads, people. They're still not in pads. Right, right. FYI. 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 Let's get into it. The New Orleans Saints. Brandon, what is going on? Well, uh, CJ Spiller said that his knee surgery during training camp last season played a big role in his disappointing season in 2015. He said that he wasn't able to cut and stop like he normally would. He lacked explosion he's known for, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? Again, he will be overdrafted, and if you use our tiered draft sheet, you won't do that. So uh, you're welcome. No, C.J. Spiller. That's the news that we have from New Orleans Saints. As far as potential sleepers are concerned, which, by the way, we didn't mention, this is the sleeper show. So um, it's ironic because we're starting at about 1 a.m. Eastern time when we could be sleeping, but instead <laughs> we are talking about sleepers. And everyone's talking about wide receiver Mike Thomas from Ohio State, rookie this season. He was a second-round pick. Many think that he's going to push past Brandon Coleman on the depth chart and will become this fantasy-relevant player. Very, very possible, kind of the Marcus Colston route. But I think they're going to spread the ball around again. They actually were the most successful when they did that, when they were a little frustrating to us in the fantasy world. New Orleans was the most successful in the real-life world. So I think this is a dicey call. If you're in Dynasty, though, absolutely pick him up. He's fantastic. If you are in redraft, in general, my philosophy with rookie wide receivers is as follows. Um, someone else drafts them. Someone else drops them in week five. I pick them up week six, and they become actually good in week nine. 
And that's <laughs> so how I live true. my fantasy life. Yeah. So uh, you do you, but that's probably what Mike Thomas's future looks like. Um, from 2011 to 2014, Jimmy Graham averaged 88.75 receptions, 1,099 yards, and 11.5 touchdowns. Last season, Ben Watson came in, and he was supposedly the replacement, but he only got 74 catches for 825 yards and six touchdowns. And by the way, that offense threw a lot because their defense was so terrible. So it's not like there was a big drop-off on the potential options. It just didn't happen. So what did they do? They went out and they got Kobe Fleener. 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 He is actually the sleeper du jour as far as I'm concerned in the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they know that he's a pass-catching guy. They want to use him in that way. I think he's going to be somewhere in between the Ben Watson, Jimmy Graham numbers. Don't think he's going to get Jimmy Graham numbers. But he no. is going to, I think, be a little better than Ben Watson, and that is still going to probably put him in the top 10 tight end conversations. So he's someone that I'm looking to draft. Let's drop the ball. He can be a frustrating player to watch. Right. He and Mike Evans. Prepare yourselves. Just prepare. You want to draft them, just don't watch them. Yeah, exactly. They're doing better than you think they are. Um, Mark Ingram even after missing four games, he was the 15th highest running back in standard scoring, averaging 82.4 rushing yards per game, and no one respects him. I don't want to call him a sleeper, but you can get him really, really cheap for what he is, you guys. Get him. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ashley. You know, it's funny that Brandon calls this a sleeper show, and, and clearly it is. That's what I named it when I titled the show. But as I'm going through my team, I'm like, man, I don't have a whole lot of sleepers because I have some teams where you don't even want to pick up half the starters. <laughs> you do have the worst teams. You do have the worst. I, I, have, I, have a, I have a sleeper for Tampa Bay if you don't. I'll be, I'm intrigued. I, I'm going to go over my news, which is like one news point, and then we'll hit the uh, semi-sleeper category. Right. But uh, Mike Evans and Jameis Winston, they have been working on their chemistry both on and off the field. They've been doing a plethora of route work, film review, and have spent time together off the field as well. Um, I will leave all sarcastic comments alone on this one. But no, seriously, I think it is great as these two <laughs> need to be in unison with each other if they want to have a decent season. And tight end Austin Safarian Jenkins was dismissed from practice during the week by head coach. And what's interesting is he actually did say the coach was right, which I actually I appreciate the fact that he owned up to it. He didn't come prepared. You know, the coach said that he didn't look like he knew what he was doing, and he didn't. And he owned up to it, and I think that's a really good, you know, manned-up situation. I like what that means for moving forward. Now, potential in terms of sleepers, some would say Storm Johnson. Is that who you were thinking, Brandon? Nope. Okay, good. Charles uh, Sims, baby. PPR League. Well, Get him. Okay, so I was going to say, I, I'm not buying into the Johnson as a legit no. sleeper. He may have one decent game, but he's definitely not worth stashing away. And there's too many other backs in play here. Like Brandon said, there's rookie Peyton Barber, Charles Sims, Mike James, who all fall under Doug Martin. So as it is Doug Martin's your main guy, Mike James and Charles Sims are the next to get some looks. You know, Peyton Barber is going to be above, you know, Strom Johnson. So, again, I agree with Brandon in terms of maybe you consider Charles Sims, Mike James sleepers, but these are guys you would grab really late that you potentially would also probably drop from somebody's roster and you could pick up around week six. I wrote an article about Charles Sims. Well, I, I wrote an article about breakout running backs, and I think that they're going to try to make him more like a Giovanni Bernard every game kind of guy this year. 
We shall see. We shall see. I, I, I am, though, and I feel ashamed I am bringing up a kicker on the first person I've talked about on this show. Yes. Shame. 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 And I had like a uh, Game of Thrones moment there, you know, where they're like, shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. Um, I gotta believe that when a GM trades up to a kicker in the second round, there's gotta be something pretty special about him. And I'm of course talking about Roberto Agayu, or how do you say his name? I cannot Aguayo. My gosh, I can't roll Love my R's or do any sort of other. Yeah. So here's the thing, with the extra point change made permanent in this offseason, the kicking game is more important than ever, and some teams will lean towards a two-point conversion. Tampa's not that kind of team. So I do think that the kicker is going to play a huge part here. I like him. I think he's an interesting kicker to pick up. And again, when you, when you, when you draft up to kick a guy in the second round, he's something special. I'm going to kind of shoot from the hip here, but I just wrote an article about this for the um, Fantasy Football Draft Book magazine that's coming out. In 2014, I believe, I'm gonna, this is very close in the numbers here, I apologize, 23 kickers were perfect on extra points in 2014. Only eight in 2015. Moving it back mattered. And they took this guy because they want his accuracy because within 40 yards, he had a 100% kicking rate. Yep. Uh, uh, of course. It's the same thing with Chris Boswell for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They often go for two, but when they want him to kick, they want him to make it. That's yep. what they're doing. So I'm 100% behind you. How do you say his name again? I believe it's uh, Roberto Aguero. 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 I'm sorry. I cannot, you it's 1 a.m. and I've, I, I'm drinking gin and tonic. It is summer. There's a few summer. names I'm gonna slaughter here. Like I hear, like I, I know how to say it, and I just don't say it. You know, it's like when you read to yourself when you're reading a book, and you you're not supposed to do that. I do that with fantasy football names. <laughs> well, it's Kyle Shanahan time. Brandon, the Latta Falcons. Can you believe I got this team? I'm so happy. Did you it. all laugh? Or you were like, oh no, Brandon with Kyle Shanahan again. No, because I got San Francisco, so I felt nothing for you. Yeah. <laughs> I almost tried right. having to listen to you, but yes. Right. Um, well, I'm Brandon, and I have the Atlanta Falcons, and I can't stand Kyle Shanahan's offense, so that's what we're on here. There's not much news, though. Uh, there's some talk about Justin Hardy being a sleeper. I disagree with that, again, because Kyle Shanahan's offense is one wide receiver, one running back, don't draft anyone else. Um, but, you know, uh, as far as potential sleepers are concerned, there is a lot of talk about Tevin Coleman coming in and taking away touches. Now, Coleman last season had 87 carries for 392 yards and a touchdown and three fumbles. Now, only two catches as well for 14 yards. So then you're like, well, then I thought Freeman was good. Yeah, he was. 265 carries, 1,056 yards, 11 touchdowns, two fumbles, caught 73 passes for 578 yards, and a an additional three touchdowns. And that's with being out a couple games. That's Correct. right. 14 touchdowns. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page here on the yeah. totals. Now, here's the problem. Hubris. Kyle Shanahan wanted Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman was the declared starter week one. He got right. hurt. He's had three different injuries going in and out. Um, so watch this. I'm a little bit nervous because of Kyle Shanahan. But 
in my heart, I believe that um, Freeman should be the guy. We should be fine. I think there's a possibility Tevin Coleman comes in to ruin your life. This is a perfect, you have to handcuff yourself with Coleman. If you get Devontae Freeman, you have to handcuff. Because regardless, one of the two of them is going to be one of the top five backs in the NFL because that's that's how Kyle Shanahan is. He Correct. always has a top five running back on his offense. So if you're going to get Freeman, you have to handcuff yourself with Coleman. It is You cannot let that one go to somebody else because, it it I mean, Freeman could just get injured. You know, that's right. That's that. I, for, right. To me, Coleman's no Freeman. I've always liked Freeman mo more than Coleman. Last year going into it, I said, I think Freeman's going to be the guy. Sure enough, he was. But I think Coleman's the perfect example of a handcuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So that is a sleeper, but more of like a mm, weird situation. I will also say, though, if you're going late round quarterback, Matt Ryan... I think you could do worse. I think you could do worse. He says he's more comfortable in the offense. He had a, a big uh, you know, downfall last year was the fact that he only had 21 touchdowns to five meltdown. fumbles and 16 interceptions. That's right. Same turnovers as touchdowns. That was an issue. But if he is better in the offense, he does have one of the best wide receivers in the game. And if they stick with Devontae Freeman, he has one of the best running backs in the game, I think that there will be production. He just has to get those turnovers under control. If he can do it, and if you're waiting, I don't think he's terrible. He's a Lamar Miller of quarterbacks. Like The confidence has to be there. The second the confidence goes away, it's downhill. Yeah, except for Lamar Miller was only getting nine carries a game. I mean, how many points could he get on those? Well, he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't getting the confidence because he wasn't getting the time on the field, and he was constantly being threatened of his job. That's where his confidence came from. But that, that Ryan, was one of the worst issues played, of coaching ever. Miami I just don't know if Matt hard on himself. Ryan, I don't know if Matt Ryan gels well with Shanahan. This is what makes me nervous about Matt Ryan, because Matt Ryan was so good prior to this change. And I just, I don't know if I have the confidence in drafting him late round after watching last season. Again, I do not believe in the Kyle Shanahan offense. I'm I alone. Do. Everyone else in the, like, football sphere thinks that there's some magic to throwing to an amazing wide receiver and utilizing one running back, which, by the way, everyone should be doing. That's right, I said it. Everyone should have a bell cow back. But... Okay, great. Congratulations. You used two players. Right. But, I mean, I think he has to get more creative because the league gets it. If you watch any of Kyle Shanahan tape, it's the same thing. It was Andre Johnson or Julio Jones, but it's all the same thing. Anyway, we have to move on to someone other than the Falcons because this is really like a, we'll a move fantasy on to the dark Panthers. hole. We'll move on to the Panthers. <laughs> the Black the Carolina hole. Panthers. The Black Cat. We'll move on to the Black Cat. Well, Cam Newton retired the dab. I don't believe it. Oh, I hope, he, I hope he pulls it back right in somebody's face game one. Is he getting Miller with his own dance move? <laughs> he's, he's coming up with something. He says he's going to come up with something. With the if, he does he the, if he does the electric slide. That's good. That's good. Or like the hanging tough mood, move from like the, the 80s. The Maroc, uh, the Or the Macarena. Macarena. Um, I don't know. Listen, people were writing letters and whatnot about how, you know, it's offensive. Oh, they're ridiculous. Stuff. You know what? People don't like quarterbacks who celebrate. I don't care. 
if a quarterback celebrates and the team is into it, then shut your mouth and move on. You know what? It's a game. Have some yeah, fun. It's a game, and quarterback doesn't need to be Mr. Boring McBoring. No offense, Aaron Rodgers. Peyton Manning. Aaron Rodgers does the, like, the belt. Yeah, he does the I guess he does the belt now. Check. He does do the belt yeah. now, but he is kind of still boring. I would say there's one visual difference between Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton that may or may not play a role in this. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. Mm. I think so. People need to lay off of Cam Newton. Let him be him, people. That's right. And be the number him. one fantasy football quarterback. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, get over yourself. Seriously. He can dab all he wants. He, he won yeah. some championships. So thank can, you. Yeah, thank you, Cam. Thanks for my championships. Right. Yeah. The only thing I will warn people about is that a Carolina defense is looking a little different than it was circa 2015. Obviously, Josh Norman left, but uh, Short is holding out for money, and now since the whole Fletcher Cox deal happened in Philadelphia, which I'll get into later in the show, it's going to be a big deal for them to be able to sign them for what they want, um, sign him for what they want. So it's just, you know, keep an eye on that. Defense has changed, you guys, and so if they don't have the plug-and-plays to put in, and, and, and Norman's a hard guy to fill, the gap to fill, so... Don't draft them super high because you might be disappointed this year. Might be disappointed. But they Don't weren't able to... Don't defense super high. It's about who they're playing 90% of the time. Right, so. right, right. Um, but the Panthers were able to retain their Pro Bowl center, so that is really good for their offense, Cam Newton and Calvin and Greg Olson and everybody else. Potential sleepers, you know... Boring checkers, Devin Funches, um, you know, this is the thing. Everybody's talking about him. Um, he's, you know, way ahead of where he was last year. Um, all of this stuff, his confidence and everything, he's getting more comfortable in the system. He understands it. Um, fine. But Calvin Benjamin coming in is going to really change things up. If we can remember two years ago, it was the Calvin Benjamin show. Yep. So, and then you have Jonathan Stewart stepping up. You know, it's going to be much more, you know, um, balanced offense. Funchess has is going to have less opportunity. So, back it up. Do not draft him thinking that this is going to be a miracle thing. Most likely, it will not. And, and is Greg Olson still on the team? Greg Olson's still on the team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm backing you up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah as I say, I, I have to put a note. Isn't it? There is going to be a guy that's going to be taking away some of those targets for Funchess, and his name is Greg Olson. Uh, we can't keep forgetting about him. Um, <laughs> as far as the running game, Cameron Artis Payne, um, his ADP right now is about 194. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Also, you know, but he has a lot of competition. Uh, there's Tolbert he's got to deal with who always comes in and sneaks in and gets those touchdowns, um, which is very, very uneasy un for me to take. And then also Fozzie Whitaker is the guy that everybody's talking about in minicamp, you know, um, receiving, running back uh, kind of dude. There's a lot of people. There's a, that's a lot of guys for one position. So just buyer beware. A lot of hot names. There's also a guy who's going to be taking that away those balls, too, and his name is 
Cam Newton. Right. Oh, so, yeah. So just fire beware. With or without the dab. <laughs> With or without the dab. <laughs> One more time, everybody. Ladies. Ladies. Thank you. If you can't see us, uh, follow us on YouTube. We just all did the dab. In honor of you, Cammy, we love you. Dallas Cowboys. Talk about bell cow offense. Thank you. Well, let's start first with the news story of the week. Darren McFadden broke his elbow while attempting to catch a falling iPhone, and we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to drop my phone, but we're not millionaires. I'm we were waiting for him to break all last season. Every game, I was like, this Every is the game. season where he goes down. This is the game. This is the game where he goes down. Nothing. And an iPhone brings him down? Love it. It was an iPhone, you guys. It was not the 21 carries per game that he was getting as an injury-prone player. It was his iPhone. So then these articles come out, and they're like, this has thrust Ezekiel Elliott to being a starter. Like, are you kidding me? From day one, he's been the starter. starter. What yeah. You, what, the second his name was called at the draft? Starter. 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 I am, I, I, dumbest articles ever, and I don't want to offend the writers of them, because I'm sure they were assigned to write this, so this is not you, but come on now. Come on now. Clearly. Uh, Des Bryant is limited due to his foot injury that he sustained late last year. He didn't participate in OTAs. He said he'll be full to go at training camp, but why? Why Why have this guy at training camp? Just save him. I, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I wouldn't freak out as a fantasy owner if he doesn't do anything at training camp either. I, you know, he's a veteran at this point. They know he has an injury. Get him as healthy as possible. Get him in the regular season. The backups, uh, or the only other options, I should say, at wide receiver are Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley. So clearly his job is secure. Yeah. We're good. Like, let it go. It's fine. Um, and potential sleeper, sleepers don't kill me, but Alfred Morris? I'm okay with this. And I'll tell you okay why. I mean, everyone says he can't catch the ball, but you know what? Frankly... Yes, he, only had he can. Thirteen targets last year, of which he caught ten, and that was for fifty-five yards. It's not impressive, but who knows if he can catch the ball or not? And if Ezekiel Elliott goes down, and we have a broken elbow, Darren McFadden because of an iPhone, the only guy left is Alfred Morris. He is handcuffed de jour, and you can get him at the end of your draft. Why wouldn't you? There you go. Not into it. Corey's not into it. You know, wow. it was so frustrating watching him with the Redskins last year because they don't—they just don't even give him the opportunity to catch mm -mm. the ball. They just don't even—they wouldn't even incorporate it into their gameplay. And he can catch the ball. To be fair, they had Jordan Reed for the majority of the season, so they just rode that pony. Finally, but, I would ride but that pony. There were many seasons prior to this they also did not incorporate him in the pass catching game. Correct. When Jordan Reed was injured and out. I'm saying season. I don't know, but if Ezekiel Elliott goes down and he's a rookie, he could even just have some bumps and bruises. He's going to have to come out at some point. Who else do they have? Morris had some back-to-back 1,000-yard -back rushing seasons, so he's capable of it, and I think it's, you know, fresh scenery is good for him. I'm interested. Ezekiel Elliott, I don't think we have to say another running back's name. Courtney, he might drop his droid tomorrow, <laughs> and yeah. then Morris is up. <laughs> if oh my gosh, we need to find out if Ezekiel Elliott has an iPhone or a droid. These are the things that are important to us. Oh yeah, it's so good. 
No, so, but you're right. No, I love Ezekiel Elliott, but you have to take him in the first round. I'm just saying Alfred Morris you can take at the end of your draft, and as far as handcuffs are concerned, sure. this hand. is a running team with a great offensive line. If something Experience happens, I'm not, I'm not saying it will, but if it does, I mean, talk about easy points. Yeah, you're right. Anyway. New York Giants. All right, guys, it's time for the Victor Cruz update. Because that's all we can generally provide is updates the last two years since he's missed 26 games. The last two it's like deflate gate. It just won't leave us. It won't. It won't. But he, and in turn his calf, which is what we are actually concerned about, were able to run routes and catch passes during practice. So he started small, but he eventually progressed into full routes. He also said that he'll be 100% ready to go by training camp. I do feel like we are always teased by bursts, you know, from him. So I am waiting to actually get excited till August because, again, this is OTAs where everybody's positive about everything. Um, he's not going full speed. There's no pads on, like Brandon said earlier in the show. So I am, I'm temper your excitement here. On and there's ODB. I mean, he really hasn't played with ODB. There's ODB and there's Sterling Shepard. So, yeah. you know, if you want a more solid pick, I'd go with Sterling Shepard. He's received nothing but rave reviews, and he will be a starter this year. Um, you, you know, on the defensive side, defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul, who, as you recall, blew off some fingers with a firework last summer. Oh, my uh, God. I have, I'm sorry, but I have to. So I followed the Giants last year, and, and I always follow all of my teams on Bleacher Report. And I swear to God, if Bleacher Report wrote one more article about Jason Pierre-Paul, I was going to freak out. All of my notifications were about Jason Pierre-Paul. All of them. Like, everything. I was like, oh, my God, enough about JPP. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. It is really sad. So everyone be safe over 4th of July. This is actually a really stressful time for coaches because it's not quite obligated training camp yet, and this is when players with a lot of money who are young get into a lot of trouble. Crap. Not that Jason Pierre-Paul is young. He just, you know, did something stupid around 4th of July. And unfortunately, lost some fingers. But a lot of people lose fingers on the Fourth of July. It's a they horrible do. holiday. It's, it's, it's a, a horrible it, holiday. It it's a great holiday. The way we celebrate it is horrible. Correct. Right. Correct. No way to go, America. I'm just saying, <laughs> fireworks <laughs> in your backyard is a no go, especially if you have any athletic ambition. Well, especially when you're doing, I don't know the parameters behind it, but like when you're shooting them off people, like I know guys that like hold them in their hands. I'm like, how stupid are you? Like I don't even no. like the snakes on the ground. Same here. You know? No. I've never liked fireworks. I like no, beer. No, but I hear if you stick snakes like in between the toilet seat and the, you know, in the toilet frame and people like sit on it, it's like fireworks under the, no, no, no one, no. What a no. horrible idea. Somebody would do that. Well, it doesn't hurt them. It's under the seat, but it just sounds like, oh, you know, like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is horrible. That is horrible. I don't even want to hear about some update on Bleacher Report that some idiot player sat on a toilet with snakes underneath it on the 4th of July. <gasps> That's horrible. Mm -mm. Wait, wait for it to happen. Anyway, he said that he's, you know, that his hand is normal for him now. Um, so that's good. He's gotten used to what his new normal is. So let's hope that's a good thing for him. In terms of potential sleepers, the Giants are an interesting position that everyone could be a sleeper of sorts this year, and well, in turn, could also be a bust. But you know, we'll stick it to the positive mindset here because they have a new head coach, which in turn means a new offense, which means new plays and new focus. They also have new strength and conditioning program and new diets, which actually have a very big impact on a team. That is one of the biggest complaints you hear from coaches when 
players come back and there's like he's overweight. He didn't report the weight he should be and such. Um, but with sophomore season wide receiver Jeremy Davis, he's been receiving snaps with the first team offense. Um, there's apparently a chance Davis will be part of the three receiver set in 2016. Um, you know, I think this will be heavily reliant upon whether Victor Cruz will actually be able to play or whether his calf will implode again. So we'll have to find out there. And you know, Sterling Shepard and Dwayne Harris, they're also really interesting pickups that more so than the others will be people that are probably gonna really draft more so than their actual sleepers, because you're gonna be Sterling Shepard's gonna be playing, he's gonna be a starter. So Awesome. Brandon, it's the Washington Redskins. Well, Kirk Cousins doesn't have a contract. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing if he plays for a contract or doesn't, but it's taking up news time, really. When I was looking for news on Washington, that's all I found. Uh, Jordan Reed sprained his ankle last week that was also there. Supposedly it's not serious, but Reed's injury history somehow always seems to rear its ugly head. We just yeah. can't get away from it. And here it is again. Um, still, he was the number three tight end behind Gronk and Bronca er, and um, Barnage last season in standard scoring. And that was with missing two games. He put up 87 catches for 952 yards and 11 touchdowns. So you want him no matter what. You just may have to have a backup. Rookie wideout Josh Doxson is out with an Achilles injury. They will be careful with him. It doesn't really hurt his stock if you're in a dynasty league. I think if you're in a redraft league, though, I think you can let this one go. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, right now it's hard to learn the NFL route tree. Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson look to be the main two receivers right now. He's not getting the reps in. Again, dynasty, go for it. Redraft. I don't know. I don't know when he's going to pick it up. Now, if he plays awesome in the preseason, ignore this news. But as of right now, if you were in a redraft league today, I'm okay letting someone else get Josh Doxson this year. Potential sleepers, though, Matt Jones. Now, Ugh. I just want to be clear. Her fantasy football all in 2015, and we were 100% right, told you not to start this guy, not to pick him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were, like, adamant. We were like, no, no, no. But I'm going to be clear. They got rid of Alfred Morris. He's it. He's it. That's it. That's now, it. supposedly, he's working with a ball that has a technology that if you, like, aren't holding it secure enough, it makes, like, a siren noise. No, it's crazy. Yeah, so well, he needs it. Next gen stuff here to do ball security. So he's just a deflate gate. Yeah, 2.0. Is this going to yeah. be like the <laughs> sirens are going off in the middle of the game? <laughs> yeah, if there's sirens going off in the middle of the game, they're going to get suspended. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about it. But as of right now, that's how he's practicing. So hopefully he fixes this issue. But here's the deal he's going in the fourth round, he is the guy. There's no one else really. There's this guy, Keith Marshall. He's a rookie. If he has an amazing preseason, I may change my tune. But I feel this way about Jay Ajayi, too. I may not have loved him last season, but his opportunities are undeniable. And if I can get him in the fourth round, that is a deal. And that's where we are with Matt Jones, and it's a sad, sad state of affairs, but it's true. You're right. You're completely right. I hate him and if I don't see a picture of him with one of those hand strengthening things every time I see him from now until <laughs> August I'm not drafting him fourth round at all <laughs> but I, I, you're right it is opportunity and he's the only guy he's the only guy so that's it that's it, that's it. 
Philadelphia Eagles, you guys. Well, the big news out of the Eagles camp, as we all know, six-year contract for $103 million, $63 million guaranteed. That's the kicker here. Um, extension for the defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox. Um, wow. This is messing up a lot of stuff for the NFL, for other owners trying to make deals. So, thanks, Cox. This is why Von Miller cut out Elway from his photo. Yeah. Yes, this is why Von Miller cut out Elway. This is why Short is not showing up to practice. This is why Norman probably left Carolina kind of thing, because these are the deals. This is what they expect. Contracts are getting out of control. Nuts. It's out of control. Cap it, people. Um, but behind all the big money talk, people are talking about the new head coach, Doug Pedersen. So Pedersen's style in, is night and day from his former coach, Chip Kelly. Thank God. Kelly likes to run fast practices with little time for coaching up the players. And Pedersen is much slowed down. He talks and he takes the time to understand what's going on on the field and help people. And I just love that. Also, he has said without a doubt that Sam Bradford is clearly the best quarterback on the roster right now. There's no debate. Bradford's the guy. Um, he's been saying that since the very beginning, but now since you know reporters and everybody else is on the field and can watch it too, it's pretty apparent that Bradford is the guy. How sad. Um, as far as sleepers, you know, I mean, we all want to talk about Wentz because that's an exciting story, but I, we have to move past that. And and I love Zach Ertz. Yes. He's the ninth tight end off the field, so he's not like a super sleeper, but he's a sleeper enough that I think you're going to get fantastic value for him. He just got a big contract. You know, rookie quarterbacks, if Wentz is the guy halfway through the season, um, love their tight ends. You know how I feel about rookie quarterbacks and their tight ends. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I think he's going to be a top five tight end this year um, if they use him right. Um, and I'm putting a lot into the Eagles now that Chip Kelly is gone. So do it right, Pedersen. Do it right. Um, and you know what? The Eagles' defense, this is some BS. Their ADP is 269, which means they're not being drafted, not even close, not at all. And their defense has only improved this offseason. Their special teams is out of control. Yes, they let people score points, but they score points, you guys. And I think that it's just one of those sneaky picks. Like, if you have a really deep roster, like Ashley and I are in a league with Brad Evans from Yahoo. And it's, a, it, I mean, it's like a pretty deep roster. We're in um, Scott Fishbowl. That's a really deep roster. That doesn't have a defense, though. But if you have a really deep um, roster, sneaking the Philadelphia in, because no one's going to be drafting them, and you don't have to draft them, and playing them and possibly keeping on your roster to play them hit and miss depending on who they're going against is not a bad idea. I am all about the Eagles defense. Just saying. Love them, love them, love them. Look to I've the won championships your... with the Eagles defense yeah. before. They're, they yeah. score touchdowns. They do. You're right. Well, in the last four games of the season are the Redskins, the Ravens, the Giants, and the Cowboys. So Romo is probably going to be dead by then, right? So he's not even going to be playing, <laughs> which means Dallas Cowboys will implode. So we don't have to worry about them. Steve Smith's going to need to die by the end of the season as well. So we're fine there too because we all know the Baltimore Ravens are going to implode by at that point. Um, 
and, and there, you know, and there's no Coughlin, and Eli's probably gonna crawl up in a small field position and just cry all season. So I think this is money getting the Eagles going into the playoffs. I know it's early to talk about fantasy playoffs, but Eagles, man, the Eagles. That's where we are. That's where we are, you guys. We're already we in are. week 12, baby. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> People are already done with their careers right now. Right now. You might be talking about sleepers and preseason. We're talking week 12. <laughs> We're in week 12. Just for fantasy football. Pack it on. Detroit Lions, Brandon. Let's hear it. Is I Calvin keep forgetting that I, that I cover them because okay. I'm in Calvin Johnson denial. That's yeah. right. Um, no. But they did have Anquan Bolden come in, supposedly. I don't hate that. He has had 1,000-plus yards in seven of his 13 seasons, two of his last three in San Francisco. I'm into this. Play. I actually think I wish they would sign him. I think they would like to have a veteran like Anquan Bolden in there, and I think that Anquan Bolden just gives a nice vibe to anything. He does. I'm sorry. I just think that I want him anywhere. So if it's the Lions... I'm in. Amir Abdullah will be back soon from his shoulder surgery that he underwent in January. Expect him back at camp. Um, you know, Amir Abdullah is kind of in the same Matt Jones camp, but worse because people were taking him in like the third round last year when he yeah. wasn't even the starter, and we told you not to do it. So if you were listening to her fantasy football back last preseason, you did not make that mistake. But uh, he will be the main kind of rushing guy. But you know who's still the main pass-catching guy that I'm putting in my sleepers? Theo Riddick. He had the most caught passes out of any running back tied with Danny Woodhead last season at 80. That's right. And he's going in the 11th round. You know what you usually do in the 11th round? Pick a defense. Yep. Just get this guy. Get him at the end of your draft. Do whatever you need to do. I genuinely, especially if you're in a PPR league, in fact, they're saying that they want to run him more. Jim Bob Cooter, our favorite offensive coordinator. Indeed. Uh, I don't think they're really going to run him more. He's not very good at that. But he is very good at catching the passes, so we're all into that. Also, I think Eric Ebron... You know, he had some flashes of brilliance. He dealt with some injuries last season. This will be his third season. Rookie tight ends you can never expect anything from in general. We'll talk more about that later when I talk about Clyde Walford. Um, now, he didn't play in two games. He was hurt in others. Um, but he still scored five touchdowns on a team with Megatron and Golden Tate and Theodoritic. I mean, they were passing the ball in weird directions. I think that they're going to try to really develop him this year. And you don't have to take him early. You can take him at the end of your draft again. So when you're talking about real sleepers, like end of draft guys, Eric Ebron and Theodoritic, I'm into it. There you go. Green Bay Packers, Wisconsin. Cheesehead State. That's right, Courtney. Aaron Rodgers gave up dairy. Cut dairy I from his diet. I love this. Cut dairy from his diet. And the Wisconsins are freaking out. They are freaking out. Yeah, but you know what? It blocks he, you up. I get it. It blocks you up, and he wants to make sure he has a long career. And he talked to some other professionals in in professional sports, not just the NFL and uh so that's say that's what they have what he has to do. So it worked for LeBron James, clearly. 
So who knows? It might work for him well, too. Well, LeBron James like only eats like salad, like Tom Brady, right? And that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing as well. So he's doing like the total. Yeah, only yeah. like chicken and turkey occasionally, uh, lean lean steak. Um, Gosh, the willpower of these dudes. I know. Way to go. And Way how to do go. they keep up the calorie count with how much they're working out? It's amazing to me. But they Love have enough them. money to pay somebody to worry about that. So well, and you know Olivia do. Munn has been eating like that for years. Olivia mm-hmm. Munn's talked very openly about how she has very restrictive diet and like she exercises every single day. She went to a hypnotist that implanted in her brain like that she should work out every morning and so now that's because she hated working out and she was inspired by how much Aaron Rodgers discipline and now she works out every day to the hypnotist I need the same hypnotist to tell me ice cream is bad I need them to motivate me to work out Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually have a list for a hypnotist are you going to go to one I'm thinking about it I'll let you know I I need that and also um, my uh, eczema on my foot I always pick it off and I want to make sure I stop doing that, that was disgusting, Thank but you you're welcome. Sharing. Overshare. Podcast. Podcast. Edit. Edit. But, you know, people have sent me, has been throwing really hard, and, and all right, sounds good. I'm into it. Um, bigger news to me, though, is head coach Mike McCarthy says they are going for two points every time. So what does that mean? kind of means some tight end territory is kind of that kind of person that might get those uh, some of those two-point conversions and kind no. of Mason Crosby. I'm going to get into our tight end situation with the Green Bay Packers, but it does kind of hurt Mason Crosby, who's always been a go-to kicker um, because he will not be getting those extra point opportunities, um, seems to be, ever. But, yes, potential sleepers. Here we go. I'm okay with this. Jared Cook. No. On the Green Bay Packers. Yes. And Wait till you see my article tomorrow about him call, me calling him a bust. Brandon, we're going to have to do a new drinking game. Please drink responsibly. Do not drive while drinking. But every time Brandon says she wrote an article, take a shot. That's You're right. going to be trashed by the end of the show because I think she's already That's said right. it ten times. That's right. Um, listen, his ADP is, is out of control. He's not getting drafted. So it's not, it's not like you have to draft him high or in the middle or maybe at all. But... They're impressed by him. They like him. They think he's going to get healthy, and they think he's going to be part of this offense. Um, he could be absolute dog poop, Brandon. It is totally, totally possible. But they're thinking he's going to be a large part of this offense. I so. think there's less risky. I'm sorry. I think there's way more risky guys to pick up than Jared Cook. Granted, the Packers historically. Do not use a couple years. Not use our tight ends. They used to use the tight ends a bunch, and and not recently. But Jared Cook had some decent games when he was with the Rams, which had no quarterback. And they did start using them last year when their running game went to poop. So they did start kind of integrating their tight ends. And I'm just saying it is possible Jared Cook is injury prone, like most tight ends. But it is possible that this guy might be a sneaky pick if. If you have a guy uh, like Antonio Gates who you're afraid might get injured or or whatever, you know, it's not it's not a bad option for. I think we need to mark this down to see who is right at the end of the season because both of you have strong feelings and I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Yeah, so that's my my opinion. As, as for wide receivers, everybody is talking about Jeff Janis. 
Okay. They forget that uh, somebody was missing last year. His name is Jordy Nelson. So mm -hmm. he's back. They forget about, um, I don't know, Randall Cobb. And they forget about the guy who's performing the best at mini camps, which is Devontae Adams, which I'm not a fan of. But granted, those are three wide receivers that two of which are you're going to draft no no questions asked. I just I know it's a dynamic offense. I get that. But I'm just not interested in picking up their fifth wide receiver on the depth chart. Somewhere you have to draw the line and to me Jeff Janice, the line is drawn right about right above you. So I'm just going to stay away. This is my whole conversation about New England. I agree with you. Like how many sleepers can you have on one team? You just have to right. stop. You have to my stop. Thing is, Richard Rodgers was one of the best pass catchers last season for Aaron Rodgers. I just have a hard time believing that they're going to completely abandon Richard Rodgers for Jared Cook. I think Richard Rodgers is going to take some of the touches as well from both Jared Cook I, and Jeff I Janet. agree with that. I agree with that too. I'm just saying this guy's not getting drafted. I'm looking at deep sleepers here. And Jared she's Cook. factoring in a salad-only diet. Which right. means tight ends. Means tight ends. <laughs> you know, can't keep airing it. You know. I agree. Um, <laughs> you know, we we saw what happened to Arian Foster, you guys. So we just all have to like take a step back. We have the Minnesota Vikings, Ashley. So it is being rumored that Adrian Peterson could be more involved in the passing game this season, particularly in the shotgun formation. I think we all saw how that shotgun formation went last season. Eek! Bad, bad, bad. AP could not even function at all. So perhaps they are trying to find a happy medium for Peterson and Bridgewater. Peterson said that he likes to improve as a pass catcher and has been working in that area this offseason. AP is an RB1 anyway, but if they could add some more catches into his daily plays, you know, that would make him much more interesting in a PPR. I, you know, let's say, I'd like to see how his hands actually look in the preseason but he doesn't play preseason, so we're not going to get to see that. Charles Johnson uh, is being rumored that he's going to have to earn his way onto the Vikings roster this season. Ah! He uh, he lost his starting spot to Stephon Diggs last season, and now he's going to have to compete with you know the big man now, Laquan Treadwell, uh, and Cordero Patterson, my nightmare. So <laughs> Johnson will need to prove himself. Uh, after playing in just 23 games in the last two seasons. So we're in a tricky situation. But in other news, Coach Zimmer is absolutely raving about Cordell Patterson. Yawn. Oh, I've heard this before. Don't you believe it, people? Do not believe a word of it. Cordell Patterson gets everybody excited during the preseason, and everyone gets all pumped up and jazzed about it, and then he underdelivers every time. Every time. Every time. I can't. I can't mm. do it. I can't handle him. Now, I don't know if there's really any true sleepers on this team, as Laquan Treadwell should not be considered a sleeper. He should be considered a given at this point in time. I would like to mention that if you, you know, I think you should take Jarek McKinnon, though, as a handcuff if you take Adrian Peterson. McKinnon has contributed quite a bit in the past two seasons, and I think he's worth picking up. He's a versatile player, and I think he's definitely worth stashing. Like Brand said, pick up a Jarek McKinnon in those 11 to 16 rounds. Get get him then. You can get him then, and he's more valuable to you than a lot of other players. You're better off handcuffing yourself with some random wide receiver that you're never going to play, and you end up dropping in week three. Justin Hardy. Justin Hardy. Chicago Bears. 
offensive lineman Manny Ramirez informed the Bears last Wednesday that he is done with football. His body wow. says quit. And usually I wouldn't talk about, you know, offensive linemen's on our sleepers day, but this affects their offense, you guys, and Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler somehow did not make the top ten quarterbacks to be sacked last year, and I have a feeling that might change this year. <laughs> you uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Manny's a big part. I mean, he used to play for the Broncos, and I remember him being a big part of our offense as well. I just think that that the shakeup, and Cutler loves to feel comfortable. He's a guy who needs to be wrapped in his soft baby blanket every night. And I think this is a this is a switch up that maybe is going to rock Cutler a little bit. So just not that you're going to draft Cutler, but just be fair. Um, and Cutler has yet to be able to play with his top four receivers this offseason. It hasn't played with them since August of last year with all of them on the field. So with a new offensive coordinator, this is going to be a big learning curve, and they have to figure it out fast because there's talent on this team, but a lot of missing slots, a lot of unknowns, and a lot of having to come together to work for a while. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this all goes. As far as sleepers, Zach Miller, I think, is your guy. Uh, no one is drafting him. I know I love my tight ends this, this show, uh, but tight ends is a tough position to draft, okay? All of you people who drafted Jimmy Graham last year, listen up. There are other options. Sure, he's 31 and has never completed all 16 games in his, pre in his season, but Martellus Bennett is gone, and Miller is going to be used, people. They're going to use him in this offense. As I said, Cutler likes his security blanket. Tight ends are, are quarterback security blankets. Miller is going to be used. I think it is silly for people not to be drafting him. And not a sleeper, but don't forget about Kevin White. He was out all last season with an injury as a rookie. He's good to go, and you can draft him. Ashley, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, so the wide receiver position in San Francisco is a bit up in the air. As of right now, Bruce Ellington has been working as the starting slot receiver during OTAs. Quinton Patton has been lining up as a starter across from Torrey Smith during OTAs as well. Now, Patton has been dropping a lot of passes, which is expected. He, that's what he does. Um, but for right now, it's, as it holds up right now, Patton is the other guy in the starting spot. For our 49er debate, Blaine Gabbert is considered the heavy favorite. As every week when we do this, I tell you, he is considered the heavy favorite. Uh, Colin Kaepernick still hasn't even been participating. He isn't clear to take part in mini camps, but head coach you know, Kelly says that he is doing individual drills on the side, so there's some improvement there. But what's interesting is Kaepernick said that he's eager to run the Chip Kelly offense because it is similar to the one that he used in college and will give him more chances to run. Now, Cap was actually incredibly effective in college. Um, so this could actually be a really good sign for potential improvement for him. Indeed, if he actually can take the starting role, which at the moment, as we said, is still Gabbert's to lose. Um, but then again, this isn't college. As we know, a lot of really good college players don't fare so well in the NFL. So Kaepernick uh, did play in a Super Bowl. I mean, he, he yeah. did. He did. I'm not saying he didn't. He but actually was very good. For a long time. I mean, he just... Kaepernick was not very good for a long time. Kaepernick had a great end of a Fantasy season, which weapon. Alex Smith took him to. We won't get into this debate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But oh. I'm just saying Kaepernick has Ashley wow. has a dumbbell fantasy wise, and I do die. Johnny Manziel's ADP is higher than Alex Smith's. That is so offensive and ridiculous. And but this is why normal people do not draft early. Ex- well, yes, obviously. <laughs> but I do think I will. Here, I'm being nice. I do think <clears throat> that Kaepernick could actually fit in nicely to a Chip Kelly offense. The question is, can he beat out Gabbert? And at the moment, that's a no. At the moment, so we but will Chip see. Chip Kelly will care. Well, you know, he doesn't go off talent. Well, sometimes he goes over his feelings. Sometimes. Whatever, whatever it is. Well, in another news, we'll get off cap because again, why are we talking about it? But Carlos Hyde has dropped a hint that he might be incorporated more to the passing game this season. So that's really interesting. I think you know he was quoted saying, "I think it's something that's overlooked, but this year may be. Uh, we this year we may get to see it. I like playing receivers, another opportunity to get out in space and get the ball in your hands. So that could make him more interesting to PPR format. So keep your eye open for that. A potential sleeper is Bruce Ellington. You know he is a guy that I think will have a big year. Uh, he mainly was a punt returner last year, and we worked on special teams. But he finished rookie season with twelve, only twelve total touches, but six carries and six catches. And with that minimal exposure as an NFL wideout, he scored um, three touchdowns. So that's actually really good. And I think that he's really going to blossom this year as a starter. And I think they're going to heavily invest in him. And I think he's going to be um, a really good player for the Niners. Niners. All right, Brandon. Arizona Cardinals, Brucey. This is actually very uh, quick because uh, nothing fantasy relevant is really going on except for the fact that everyone thinks it's going to be a timeshare. Or not everyone, I shouldn't say that. This time of year is when beat writers talk about what could happen and they're saying that David Johnson could share time with Chris Johnson. It could be a committee situation. In my opinion, unless David Johnson shows me that he's really regressed in the preseason, I'm fine drafting him as one of the top guys. That guy's talent, in my opinion, proved itself last season. And that's nothing against Chris Johnson. I'm sure he'll be involved as well, but I, I'm sorry. No. I think the only reason that that's news is that it means Andre Ellington is no longer a factor. I think that we can just take him off of the must-draft. Thank goodness. How frustrating board. was it drafting Ellington and him getting injured? Every yeah. Year. I Every just... Year. Bye. Bye, Felipe. And as far as sleepers are concerned, there really aren't any except for maybe Chris Johnson. Again, uh, you can get him in like the 10th round, so he'd be someone that you're saying, oh, well, maybe if something happens to David Johnson. But other than that, all of the wide receivers in the top 33 wide receivers going off the board, which technically makes them all either starters or flex plays. And Carson Palmer is already a known stud, so um, it kind of is what it is, but it is worth drafting them. They're just not really sleepers. Yep. I love Arizona. Consistency. Thank you. Seattle Seahawks, Ashley. So Doug Baldwin has nothing but nice things to say for Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. He says that he's really improved on getting better releases off the line of scrimmage and that he's quick and fast and he likes everything that he's seen from them. Now Lockett did have the second most catches for the Seahawks last season, so the fact that he's already improving this is great news. But the question then comes into play, they've clearly made a statement that they want to run, go back to the running game. So my stock in Doug Baldwin has already gone down, which doesn't mean a huge amount of stock for Tyler Lockett, but only time will tell if they actually are able to stick to that more run-prone defense because as of right now, we don't even still have a running back situation nailed down. So this is a really tricky one that you're going to have to really wait and see who's healthy um, and how they are going to be able to shift that offense in the way that 
you know, Pete Carroll allegedly wants to run it this year. Now, Jimmy Graham, who injured his knee, tearing his patella tendon last season, might be ready by week one of the regular season, according to Pete Carroll. Um, you know, we also, it shouldn't be needed to be said, but Marshawn Lynch did confirm that he won't be returning to play for the Seattle Seahawks, saying, I'm retired. Is that good enough? Which camera do you want me to look into? This uh, one? I'm done. I'm not playing football anymore. God, I love this guy. I'm going to be really... I'm, I'm, I'm sad. So sad. I'm sad there won't be more Marshawn Lynch updates. It's such a bummer, but I love he had to confirm it, and he does it in just the most Marshawn Lynch way possible. Absolutely love it. He's and the then, best. He is the really best. Good. I actually looked back at like some of his stats for you know, numerous things, and I, I mean, I'm telling you, his... That was real stuff, man. He was, he was good. And he decided he's done. So he's done. All right. Now, so who's going who's gonna to fill him in? Pete Carroll, Thomas Rawls. He should be healthy as well by camp. So, you know, we got to hope that Carroll's timetable is accurate for that. Uh, potential sleepers would be CJ. You know, while not being, you know, looked at as a starting running back right now, because, again, that is Thomas Rawls at the moment. But, again, nobody's really healthy enough for us to know this. Uh, I do think he will be used in a pass-receiving manner. Uh, he's proven to be effective in this role throughout college, and he's got good hands and good speed. So I think you could actually see some decent sleeper points from him in a PPR format, especially. I do think they're going to bring him in as a, you know out of the backfield passing back. Also, Paul Richardson, if healthy, he could be a dynamic player that most people are going to be really scared to pick up due to his injury-prone nature. Um, but if his health can hold up, he is worth a pickup. Los Angeles Rams. First of all, HBO's Hard Knocks is featuring the Rams. It's like the Browns weren't available, so they chose the Rams. <laughs> like, how boring could this possibly be? Uh, yeah, but they got it's, the first, it's the first one that they have of rookie quarterbacks, so that's exciting, although Jared Goff is less than exciting, but okay. Um, there's three people on the toll team. It's gonna be exciting. It's so awesome. He is not a dynamic personality. No. no. I mean, not that that matters. I mean, I just want you to play football. Well, it kind yeah, of matters TV. for We're hard talking knocks. TV. We're talking hard HBO knocks, hard knocks. So, yeah. Yes, we're not talking about fantasy. Yes. We're not talking about real football. We're talking about HBO television. Yeah, you're looking. And for I'm like just saying, what a boring yeah. team. I mean, they did the Texans, and I mean, whatever. It's. I don't know. There's always who runs instead. Hard Knocks, but I don't think they actually watch football. That's that's what I'm saying. Hello. But you uh, know I love Tavon Austin. You sure do. Sure do. <laughs> uh, Jared Goff. He did sign his rookie deal for $27.9 million for four years, 18.6 mil bonus. Um, and he's playing with the first team. He's on pace to be the starter, so we don't have to be concerned about that. Doesn't seem to be a quarterback debate there as well. Stedman Bailey was waived. That's crazy. Bye. Who else do they have? That's what I was saying. How bad do you have to be to be waived from a team that only has one receiver who really only does special teams? Who? How bad? Yeah, but maybe he's an injury. He just hasn't come back the same. It's true. It's true. You know, I mean, there is that factor. Sure, sure. It does make you kind of a jerk to, to drop him right after he got shot. But that's Hard Knocks TV right there. That's right, Ashley. That's Hard Knocks TV. I hope they got that. I hope they got that on TV. There you go. Maybe they did it for, for the TV. Maybe. Maybe. I forgot that's what happened. Yeah, I remember? Being insensitive. But I did, too. Yeah, I did forget I that, Ashley. I didn't mention that. 
Yeah, he was shot. No. Wow. That's sad. That's really sad, actually. Thanks, Ashley. (laughs) Or positive. Maybe he just can't play football anymore in that way. Maybe he's off to do wonderful things. Join Marshawn Lynch and, like, build homes. That's true. Marshawn Lynch is making it all happen. That's right. It's true. (gasps) What if Marshawn Lynch had his own, like, HGTV show after this now? I would watch that. That would be the best. Oh, man. He won't. Dreams. Dreams. Um, as for potential sleepers, you know, obviously it's a run-first offense, a run-only offense, really. Um, but there's something to say about the receiving core, you guys. We all know about Tavon Austin. Great. Awesome. Moving on. Ricky receiver Mike Thomas, which is second Mike Thomas to go off tonight that we've said sleepers. Um, <laughs> I think it's someone you need to keep an eye on. Uh, he's coming out of the draft. And as we all know, the Rams have no receiving receivers, so he's probably going to have a decent role right away. So with Gurley and Austin spreading the ball out, I, you know, this Mike Thomas might be that sneaky guy that nobody knows about that you're going to draft and might get you some fantasy points. It is the Rams, though, so temper expectations. Mm, fire beware. Oakland Raiders, Brandon. All right, so nothing but OTA conjecture, which is pretty much everything that we're talking about. Uh, But potential sleepers, Clive Walford. He's expected to be back for training camp after lacerating his knee. That sounds bad, but all signs are pointing to that actually not being that big of a deal, if you can believe it. I think the team wants to take a big step forward next year with him. They were very invested. Rookie tight ends rarely make fantasy impact. In the last 10 years, only seven rookie tight ends have gone for more than 500 receiving yards total. Okay, and only John Carlson went for over 600. None have gone for over 700. That includes the Rob Gronkowski's and the Jimmy Graham's of the world. It doesn't happen. So don't let Walford's overall numbers last year scare you. During his rookie season, he caught 28 passes for 329 yards and three touchdowns. But 235 of those yards, 71.4%, and two of his three touchdowns came in the last eight games of the season. That means that he caught on. This is what happens with tight ends, and this is what happens with rookies. As far as another sleeper is concerned, I don't know if it's a sleeper really, but Michael Crabtree is going in the eighth round when Amari Cooper is going in the second. Oof. Someone out of those two is a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone. Just saying. Actually, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. So now Davis denies requesting a trade this offseason, ending the classic response, the very PC. He looks forward to the opportunity to show what he can do on the field. Uh, Davis ranks fourth in the depth chart behind Charkandrick West and Spencer Ware and Jamal Charles, obviously. Uh, and West and Spencer Ware both got extensions. So I can understand if he has some uneasiness about his role in Kansas City and wanted out, but... We'll see what he does on the field, guys. Jamal Charles, he might be able to participate in some drills during the mandatory minicamp. He has not practiced in OTAs due to rehabbing his torn ACL, but we're intrigued to see what he's going to be able to do. So, you know, all things hopefully will be positive. And overall, the Chiefs are working on their two-minute drill. That's been a priority for them. Reed said that both sides of the ball need to be worked on. We could be better. It's about our working on it, and we're doing that. We've got to capitalize on a few more situations there. They definitely need to. They were one of the worst in the league, and I hope this plan includes letting Alex Smith actually bomb the ball down the field. That is the hope. 
In terms of our you know, potential sleepers, Chris Conley has got his potential. He's a big yes. and fast receiver. And he can out-muscle guys. And he's been picking up a lot of good trades from Jeremy Macklin. A lot of the guys have been looking at Macklin. They've been picking up a lot of just, you know, some of that really professional elite receiver habits and traits that they have. So it's hard to say, you know, he'll be a sleeper as that means that the Chiefs will need to throw the ball. Um, but I think there's going to be more of a focus on that part of the game this season. And I think Chris Collins is a guy that you can get really cheap that could have some impact for you in some games. All right, Denver Broncos, you guys. This is fun stuff. We do tend to favor the Denver Broncos because we're from here, but, I mean, come on. Talib shot himself in the leg. <laughs> How can we not talk about that? Why does this keep happening? Why, does Why keep do happening? people shoot themselves in the leg? <laughs> Why do you have a gun in a nightclub? That ticks yeah. me off. And, like, that's, like, five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Stop. So mad. Okay. If you're going to shoot yourself in the leg, at least be out in the woods, okay? Or at a shooting range. Does not make sense to me. Anyways, he's healing nicely. He's off crutches, and they expect him for training camp. So, thanks, Lee. And the Dallas uh, uh, Police Department are having a hard time investigating it because no one's talking. Of course. What a surprise. What a surprise. Um, to leave, to leave, to leave. Uh, Von Miller still hasn't signed his contract, although he's not holding out uh, practice. He's going to be playing. He says he sees himself as a Denver Bronco. He sees himself signing a contract, although he just doesn't see himself with John Elway in his photos. <laughs> so, if you haven't checked out oh. Instagram, there's a shot. Who put it up? Uh, where I think where put up a photo of like him with Kubiak and Elway and one other player it might have been Tlaib, and then the next one, yeah, and then and then Von Miller there. and Von Miller, yes, and then Von Miller posts the same shot except he cut out John Elway. Maybe it's actually a real life Back to the Future. Do you think like John Elway melted out of the picture? <laughs> yeah, Tlaib will be next next week, and then. Uh... Von Miller's playing the guitar. He's like, just get together. Just get <laughs> You know? I think we got back yeah. to the future in Denver. Yep. Well, I, you know, Adam Schefter tweeted out the comparison photos. Right. right. Yeah. No, it's like, it's a legit thing that happened. No, well, he's really mad that he only got two years guaranteed on his contract. And then he's mad that Broncos leaked it to try to make him look bad. Allegedly. Right. 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 Allegedly. Allegedly. And that's the whole thing. That obviously... There is some serious tension between Elway and Miller's agent. I'm assuming it's his agent who's dealing with this, not Miller himself. Um, but it needs to be dealt with. We need to get it done. Defenses win championships, and when we don't have an offense, because we didn't spend money on that this offseason either, Mr. Mm -hmm. Elway, then you need to get your defense done, okay? So let's figure it out. If you're not going to sign Fitzgerald, you know... You're not going to find us a quarterback who can win us the offense part of the game. Then you need to keep your defense together. We already lost two key players. Another guy shot himself in the leg. Please. We did sign a contract with Brandon Marshall, so. That's true. That's good. That's, that's good. Um, as for potential sleepers, you know, if the Broncos can figure out their defense's offense, their offense does have some sleepers. If the defense struggles, 
because of all this friction and whatnot, I'm not excited about this offense at all. Any of them. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put Demarius Thomas is on my top receivers to draft because if you don't have a defense and you don't have a quarterback and a running game, you seem to have a problem. And that's what the Denver Broncos are going to be looking for if they cannot figure out their defense. Uh, but if they can, uh, <laughs> this is the gloomiest cross. Denver Broncos it is. fantasy it's sad. It's sad. profile of all time. Come August, you guys, I think we'll, we'll all be okay. But in June right now, we're all sweating. This is not good. Uh, Booker, the new running back, I think could possibly be a sleeper. And also the tight end, Jeff Heuerman. Um, he's returning from a hamstring injury and could be a huge part of this offense. Um, I just I think that this guy is a guy you need to keep on your radar for sure. Ashley, San Diego Chargers. So Brian Oliver is back, and he was <clears throat> excuse me able to make cuts during OTAs, and he looks to be in the same form as before he was when he was injured last season. So that's good. Melvin Gordon, who hurt his knee also last season, has been participating in OTAs as well. And McCoy says he's worked hard on this this offseason and appears to be improving every day. He believes that Gordon's going to have an outstanding 2016. So that makes me really positive because, again, they're putting – you know they're putting a lot of weight behind this guy, so this would tell you that Gordon should be the guy. You're going to have a little bit of a committee situation because Danny Woodhead obviously will still be incorporporated, who did sprain his ankle in practice, but this is nothing that we're going to be concerned about again. Danny so Woodhead is a Julian Edelman, right? Yeah, like, I mean, of nature that just is like gets it done whether he's hurt or not. Yeah, you, you, so. we're never concerned about Julian about uh Danny PPR Woodhead generally. PPR monster. Your two guys monster. right here. Yep, or Gal Gordon and Woodhead. Oliver will get some play. Allegedly, they're all going to play, but they're not all going to play. So those are two guys you're focusing <laughs> on. Keenan Allen's you know, agreed to terms for a four-year contract extension worth $11 million, so congrats there. And Travis Benjamin did not participate in drills for undisclosed reasons, uh, but we hope that you're ready to see him back soon. And I think he's going to be a really interesting compliment to Allen. Um, Joey Bosa, who was the third overall pick in the draft, he's been absent from minicamp due to contract disputes. So this is, again, some of this uh, defensive stuff going on here. This just kind of rocking the NFL right now. What he wants is a four-year guaranteed contract that will include a fifth-year team option, even if they release him during that time. So in theory, Bosa could then double-dip and be paid in full by the Chargers and another team. So we'll see if that actually goes through. You know what? I also would like a unicorn. Right? right. <laughs> it's like, come on. Four-year guarantee? I mean, they gave two-year guarantee to Von Miller and they freaked out. Three years is generally pretty standard. You want a four? I mean, come on. Anyway. And you've never played a snap in the NFL. <laughs> you've never played a snap in the NFL. Not once. Putting that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly a team-friendly contract there, but, you know. But I do think Travis Benjamin's got potential to be – a sleeper this year. I think he's he, it's really interesting. And yes, Keenan Allen is still the guy in San Diego. But I love the idea of the downfield play between Benjamin and Rivers. And Benjamin has showed moments of brilliance while playing for the very inconsistent, awful Browns with the Browns quarterbacks. So I think this could be a really interesting mix. It's gonna be very boomer bust. I, I think it's worth taking a flyer on Travis Benjamin. And Melvin Gordon, I think it, you can invest in him. I wouldn't take him high. I would pick him over I would pick other people over him, but I don't think we need to be as scared as we were last year of him. Boo Gordon. I love Woodhead. <laughs> I do love Woodhead. I, will I love Woodhead too, but they're just different, different different backs. I'll say Philip Rivers. 
He's demand this year, guys. He's demand. Wow. Brandon, Pittsburgh Steelers. Donald Trump wants Ben Roethlisberger to speak at the Republican convention, and I didn't even know he and was a Tom Republican. Brady. And, and Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Now, um, we're, I wanted to actually take this moment to say that we are not going to be talking politics on this show because it's just it's too freaking bizarre. But I will also say, I don't know if I want Ben Roethlisberger talking anywhere. Does he seem like a guy you'd have talk at oh a my thing? God. I think he actually, he's got some good press conferences. Tom Brady for sure could talk. Tom yeah. Brady can talk. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to, like, walk out of a bathroom and get on stage and talk at the Republican convention. Um, that's what I was going to say. He's a little bit of a PR complication, so well, I thought that was interesting, if you will. It's a perfect Trump if option. You will. Um, but I just, I just laughed. I was like, you know, I actually kind of felt bad for Ben Roethlisberger because... I don't know if he wanted everyone to know that perhaps he should be speaking on right. behalf of Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of feel bad for some of these athletes because they may want to not be political, too. And if this news is getting out, I'm like, oh, no. Did you know? he agree to it? No. I don't, well, I don't know. Throwing out random names. I would like Obama to come speak at my wedding. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, there's dreams. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was the weirdest news to I pop up. I want to sit and like, have what? a conversation with Barbara Bush. Like, not not going to happen. On the porch. Just for fun. Right? I'd like Barbara Streisand to hang out with me on the weekends. Streisand yeah, doesn't I, count. We're not I'd like to have Barbara Streisand. And see what kind of crazy comes out after some vodka. <laughs> you know? But there's certain things that just aren't going to happen. It's bizarre. But anyway, so this is the kind of season we're going to have where this kind of stuff is going to pop up on our notifications, and I'm just going to laugh. So this was my first one to laugh at and to address and then move on. But I was like, wow, that that's interesting. Oddly, there is a kicking competition going on in Pittsburgh, which is weird because Chris Boswell actually had a great season, but he did get hurt. So Sean Squeezum's in there. That means if you're doing an MFL 10 or a best ball league, you're drafting early, do not draft one of the kickers from the Pittsburgh Steelers because you don't know if they will be on the team. Please don't do it. And kickers do matter if you have to play one. Uh, Big Ben and Drew Brees say that they want to go for two points after every single touchdown. So that is an interesting element. They did make, the Pittsburgh Steelers had the best percentage and went for the most two-point conversions in last season. They went for 11. They made eight of them. So it could be a real thing. There are rumors that Le'Veon Bell failed or refused a drug test. Now, he's come out and said that's absolutely not true. But on 420, he did send out, a, I can't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter, but he said, oh, so the NFL is drug testing me on 420. LOL, good luck with that. Maybe he's saying he wasn't smoking the doobie. Maybe. Maybe he's... Like, I'm not going to do it. You don't drug test on 420. To. You drug test on 421, dummies. Correct. They are completely off. So what yeah. I'm saying is keep an eye on it. But as of right now, it's not Mayday. It's just, huh. Watch the wide receivers as well. As far as sleepers are concerned, someone is going to emerge as a sleeper right now. We're hearing a lot about Sammy Coates. There's always been talk about Marcus Wheaton. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay always comes and ruins, ruins their life by scoring touchdowns out of nowhere. So I'm not quite sure who I'm calling the sleeper now, but 
during training camp and the preseason, I'll be more confident in that judgment call. But clearly with Martavis Bryant's suspension, someone will have to come forward. I'm not going to commit to Ladarius Green, but Ladarius Green could be the guy that comes forward. Now, they were not throwing a lot to the tight ends, and that was with Heath Miller, who was one of Ben Roethlisberger's confidants and someone that he really trusted. It's a little difficult for me to believe that Ladarius Green is going to be a top five tight end, but it is a possibility. But again, I'm not going to say that until I see them in pads and on a freaking football field like other people are doing. But that is my personal standpoint. And also it goes without saying, D'Angelo Williams is the best handcuff in the draft. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell has only played 16 games in one of his three years in his career. And he continues having, let's say, drug testing issues and rumors. So if you are going to draft Le'Veon Bell, or even if you don't, I still believe D'Angelo Williams is worth a legitimate draft pick after what he did last season. So that is someone to mention. Brilliant. Cincinnati Bengals, Ashley. So Tyler Eifert did have surgery following the pro ball injury that he had. Uh, there was really no other option, so we'll have to keep an eye out for him. Giovanni Bernard finalized a three-year deal worth $15.5 million, and he is the technical backup to Jeremy Hill. But as you, uh, we never know, as he historically gets around 50% of the touches, all depending on the day and if uh, Jeremy Hill can hold on to the ball. Uh, and my personal favorite is that Brian LaFell has said that he thinks Andy Dalton, quote, can one day be on par with Tom Brady? I don't know where to start with this. I just don't know if you ever compare your current quarterback to another quarterback stating that they're worse than. I'm not saying that, you know, Tom Brady obviously is a future Hall of Famer, obviously. But do you really say that about your current quarterback, that maybe one day he can be on par with his former quarterback, Tom Brady? No. I don't like this. I know it's meant to be a compliment, but I don't like this. Well, worse than that, when he was playing with Tom Brady, he only caught 50% of the passes. I was going to say. Right? I mean, so, he's only going to catch 42% with Andrew, with Andy Dalton? Yes. Maybe 30%, because you remember, it, he's, he's over time, he'll be on par with Tom Brady, so he's going to work his way up. No, it's so bad. I, I hate this comment. I hate Brian LaFell in terms of fantasy. Don't do it. <laughs> Everyone's going to be all excited and jazzed about Brian LaFell. Um, not here. Not now. Not Ever. Ever. Uh, I am. Are you excited? I think I think he's going to have a good season, you guys. Oh, man. Tyler Boyd's going to take it all. Tyler Boyd. In the slot. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. I like Boyd, and I like Bernard. I just have a good feeling for Bernard this year with the extension happening. He's also been a solid pickup. He's consistently delivering solid, at least, flex numbers for you. He's a good guy to have on your roster, so you know. There you go. Going on the Bengals. It's the Cleveland Browns. Another kicking competition to avoid if you're doing MFL tens. Travis Coons and Patrick Murray are in competition. Avoid all Cleveland uh, kickers. Although, if you were going to get a Cleveland kicker anyway, you must be in the deepest league. I thought you were going to say avoid all Cleveland Browns. Period. I'm close. Another situation to avoid, as we are discussing, is the RG3 Josh McCown situation. I am actually a McCown girl, and I know a lot of other people aren't. I think that they're going to try to see what they have in other players and actually play a quarterback that can get them the ball. So I think McCown could actually be a starter. I think we're going to live in a world 
or Josh McCown and Sam Bradford are starters, even though you didn't think it would happen. Um, and then also, they did sign Sanchez and Sanchez and Sanchez. And, and I'm telling you, you guys were going to live in that world, and you better get comfortable. Um, so abort mission. Uh, Cody, Cody Kessler did sign as a, a rookie. I mean, I think they're going to keep him. I think this is a bad situation. Yeah. Terrell Pryor is supposedly improving. There's a lot of stories out about him, but there are a ton of wide receivers on this team. Once we get these guys in pads, we're going to have better analysis. But for now, it's a new system, a new coach, new players. Don't let anyone tell you they know what's happening other than Corey Coleman will be on the field. That I can tell you. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Gary Barnage had hernia surgery. He's uh, said that he timed his surgery so that he wouldn't miss any of the regular season. He should be fine. And the only person who's proven themselves as someone who could catch the ball, other than my potential sleeper, which is Duke Johnson. And he's not really a sleeper anymore. Everyone loves him. Anyone who does fantasy analysis loves him and thinks that he's going to be the next Giovanni Bernard. Now, here's my thing, because Hugh Jackson was the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. I guess I should say that just in case. But the problem is, is that, you know, who scored more points? to Javarri Bernard? Jeremy Hill. So who's Jeremy Hill in this equation? Isaiah Crowell. And frankly, there are things I actually like better about Isaiah Crowell than Jeremy Hill. And there's nothing more frustrating than the fact that Jeremy Hill would just stumble into the end zone and score mm -hmm. touchdowns. But points are points. So if Isaiah Crowell is going to get points, stash him. Why wouldn't you do this? He had some decent games last year. I don't hate it. He's going in the eighth round. I mean, I think they've made the improvements. So, so I'm saying uh, everyone's talking to Duke Johnson. I think you can get a steal for Isaiah Crowell. There you go. The Ravens. Oh, wide receiver Brashard Perryman scared us all last week when we thought he completely tore his ACL. But the good news is he doesn't need surgery. Just a few of those, you know, like horse shots that they pump you up with um, seems have done enough. But... I don't like him. I'm over it. Like, I'm not risking my fantasy draft on Mr. Perryman. I'm sorry. I don't care. I will let somebody else take him. It's too high risk for me. I mean, the guy hasn't even played. And he's getting injured during preseason constantly. I just can't get behind somebody like that. Like, no. Maybe this isn't a pattern, but to me, it seems like it's a pattern. And it's with his knees. You know, like, just... I'm just going to be buyer's beware, not my favorite fantasy pick. I think they uh, like Kamar Aiken. I said it. Well, I'm going to get there, lady. Oh, are oh, you? Oh, are sure you? you said it. I'm sure you wrote it, but I'm going to say it to you. Uh, first of all, though, Trent Richardson hopes his comeback attempt will eventually end him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. I just love it. I wonder how many carries Trent uh. Richardson's going to even have. But beside the point, beside the point, this is good stuff. That's that uh, is good hard knocks. That is confidence right there. That's the HBO hard knocks that we want to see. Um, potential sleepers, you know, Kenneth Dixon will be fighting for a role in the Baltimore running game. He's a fast guy. He's bulked up this off season to prepare himself for the NFL. He's a great catcher as well. Um, he does have a problem. It's a big problem. It's called fumbling. 
and that's not mm-hmm. our favorite thing, um, nor is it Coach's favorite thing. So even though he seems to have gotten it under control, um, it's going to be a running back by committee situation in Baltimore. It's just a guy to keep an eye on with injuries coming up. Some of these running backs are older, so kind of Dixon could sneak in there and become something. Um, and we were talking – we're not – like we were talking deep leagues before the injury to Perryman, but now Kamar Aikens is going to be the guy in Baltimore, the yeah. the number two, three wide receiver. Let's see how Perryman's injury goes. And I just don't, he's behind guys who get injured. He is such good fantasy value that it's, it's beyond me. I think you have to draft Kamar Aiken. And I, I'm afraid people are going to actually go high on him because now people are understanding the fact that Kamari Aiken is the only guy that's like under 30 and isn't getting injured constantly. So um, I love Kamari Aiken. I think he's great and uh, he's barely getting drafted. So take him away. Take him away. Ashley, Tennessee Titans. So DeMarco Murray has received lots of praise from both Coach Malarkey and Mariota. You know, they said, I certainly like some of the cuts I saw, even without pads on. Those were cuts he wasn't going to get touched on. It was, you know, it was going to be an explosive run, yada, yada. But there's also been really high praise about Derrick Henry, that he's really impressed the team in terms of his total, his hands as a receiver. Um, you know, Malarkey said that Henry makes that even, even more dangerous, the fact that he has such good hands. You know, and, and high praise for both causes fantasy football confusion, which is confirmed by offensive coordinator Terry Rubisky, how who said that the amount of carries Murray and Henry receive each game may be determined by how they are playing that game. So thank you for at least confirming that we for sure should not draft any running back from the Tennessee Titans unless you draft both and somehow magically know who's going to be playing that week as apparently they plan on just rolling the dice every week and seeing who's kind of playing better. So... That's the the literal plan right now for the Tennessee Titans, which is really unfortunate because they've got some good backs there, but I just don't think you can trust it. Now, talking about confidence, Courtney, Dexter McCluster thinks that he'll have plenty of opportunities to make noise in the backfield, even with DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry ahead of him. Yeah, Dexter, you do it. You keep saying that to yourself. Yeah, he goes, I think it will open up a lot more opportunities for me when you have some big guys that are going to run downhill that can cause more confusion to a lot of people. I think there's some confusion on yourself here, McCluster, because um, confusion's all up here, man. Not only do you have, you know, Henry and Murray, you've also got Sankey, Andrews, Cobb, and you. So it's confusing. Now, yes, McCluster is the most versatile of the, of them, but still, I just I love that confidence. Out of control. Don't draft him. Uh, Doriel Green Breckham, he apparently must earn a starting role in 2016, according to Coach Malarkey. So as of right now, he's not a starter. Um, so that's really interesting. Also, Justin Hunter had a conversation with the coach, and the coach said that he, you know, I'm asking him to step up and be more aggressive about it to get up to the line and look at the guys across from him and you know, tell him you can't cover me. And But with all of this said... Sharp has actually passed both Green Beckham and Hunter on the depth chart, and he's been working with the first team. So 
is you know up in the air right now in terms of which wide receiver is going to be playing. You got Kendall Wright who is a starter and is apparently not being allowed to freelance during plays like he either was allowed to do or just perhaps maybe chose to do in the past <laughs> according to the offensive coordinator. So he is expected to be where he needs to be during every play. So they're really kind of tightening up the leash on Kendall Wright, which honestly I think is needed. Yeah. I think it's appropriate. And I think the Kendall Wright will be better this year because of it. Um, so my potential sleepers are going to be Sharp, who I do think you know he's impressing a lot on OTAs. He's got you know Rashard Matthews and Kendall Wright ahead of him, but I do think he's got the potential to be involved in a lot of plays and could be an interesting pickup. All right, Indianapolis Colts, Brandon. Oh, we lost Brandon, but let me just get into it. Andrew Luck is full participant at the OTAs, but I'm. We're still leery here, you guys. Is going off the board as the third quarterback over Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. Luck has only put up one fantastic season. I don't know if he can do it again, but we'll see this year. Jury's still out. You can yeah. judge me if you want, but it's getting it's getting dicey. Dante Moncrief underwent surgery for his turf toe. Nobody likes turf toes. No, it's uh, a tough injury. Yeah, I, no one seems concerned, so I guess we shouldn't be, but I kind of am. As potential sleepers, Dwayne Allen is the main guy, um, obviously, now that Kobe Fleener is gone, which is weird because they stopped using Dwayne Allen like halfway through the season last year, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they did. He's the guy now, so that it is what it is, and this is going to be an offense, so you can draft him. Uh, Frank Gore is going in the sixth round. Um, and let me tell you something, that guy has 1,000 plus rushing yards in eight out of his 11 seasons in the NFL. And yes, he's old. And last season was his only 16 game season with less than 1,000 yards, but he's still a starting back in the offense that needs him. So if luck can stay healthy, Gore could be a steal. Good. Totally. Ashley, Houston Texans. So Cecil's source is praised by DeAndre Hopkins with him talking about the fact that he's just really tough and even when he gets hurt, you know, he doesn't want to get off the sideline. He's a really hard worker. So I think we could maybe see some interesting looks from Cecil Shorts. Jalen Strawn has been allegedly had maybe one of the most improved year-over-year um, -year seasons. And Braxton Miller has also shown some good work during OTAs. Um, so we've got some interesting wide receiver situations going on with the Texans. Lamar Miller, I think, is poised for a big role in the offense, and he'll be used in the passing game as well, which is always good news. And then Brock Osweiler and Hopkins have been, you know, progressed in their chemistry, and they've been working really well together. Um, so I, I think we could, we have a really interesting team on our hands here. Now, if I had to name a sleeper, it'd be Lamar Miller when it comes to fantasy football. I generally have a distaste for him, but I think it's because he just hasn't been on the right team. And I do think he's going to be better this year because I think they're actually going to use him. They're going to run him. They're going to do more than just nine touches in a game. I think he's going to be their go-to. And especially when you're going to have an inexperienced quarterback at the helm, they're going to definitely have to rely on the run. So I agree. This is the chemistry that Lamar Miller has been looking for. Exactly. This is a situation that he needed, right? Where he's yeah. to some extent a veteran and leading the team and the, the go-to. So I think he's a safe pickup. And I think Cecil Swords could be another guy that could – Depending, I wouldn't say the beginning of the season, but I think that mid to later, mid part of the season, I think he could be really good when Brock has kind of found some steam. Right. Jacksonville Jaguars. News. Just in. Alan Hearns is allergic to grass. Can you believe it? 
and not marijuana grass, you guys. Literally grass. <laughs> like park grass. Like, like out in your yard grass. Football field grass. Football field grass. Um yeah, so whatever, that's fine. It takes a Benadryl, he's fine. Um, rookie cornerback Jalen Ramson got some good news when he learned that his knee injury isn't as serious as he first thought. Thank goodness the Jacksonville Jaguars are cursed with injury, and I hate it. This is the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We, I think we said they were going to be the 2014 Super Bowl champs. We were a couple yeah. years off. A couple years off. I say <laughs> they were going to be the 2016 playoff run and yeah. that's huge and that's huge so this is a good division and i think that they're going to be they're going to be good this year um the jags young defensive talent miles jacks dante fowler ramsey can get healthy and stay together and work together i think this is a defense that could be out of control um maybe this year but next year for sure Potential sleepers, Julius Thomas is going to have a much better year this year, you guys. Oh, man. He was bad last year. He had the injury bug. He left Peyton Manning. He was crying. It was a thing. Um, but he he is the 12th tight end getting off the board, and I think that he that's a little low for him. I think that he's better than that. So if, if your priorities aren't tight ends, I'd, I would try to get that – the Julius Thomas, because this is going to be an offense that I think everybody is going to be successful in. So thumbs up to that. New England Patriots. Dion Lewis practiced on Monday without a brace. His knee surgery was in November. So thank That's God. Good. Yep. Yeah. So this is good news. If you want him, you have to take him early. Unfortunately, he's going off the board in the 15th as the 15th quarter running back. So even with the injury. So Bummer. Yeah. Uh, Rob Gronkowski has an undisclosed injury. Dun, dun, dun. Everyone is freaking out, but he mm -hmm. says he'll be fine by camp. So, yeah. No need like for else. Yeah. It's fine. It's Gronkowski. He's a freak. Julian Edelman continues to heal from his foot injury, but he isn't a player that needs a lot of reps to get back into the groove. He's mm -hmm. he's the guy we're always talking about. He's He's fine. Fine. Um, and as it stands, Tom Brady will sit out those first four games. So time will go. tell. Time will tell. Potential sleepers. Uh, well, they can't all be sleepers. Chris Hogan, Nate Washington, James White, Martellus Bennett. Stop. There's only so much offense we can have here, you guys. I know it's Tom Brady, but. I'm into Chris Hogan. You're into, I, like, I, like, I like Chris Hogan as well. I think he might be the guy, but. Yeah. They have Gronk and Edelman, not to mention Edelman, um, Amadola and Keyshawn Martin. Um, I, I agree with you, Ashley. I think Hogan is going to be the guy. Mm -hmm. Garoppolo will start four games this season. Um, so there's that for all those guys that we just brought up. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Bummer. Um, and maybe like Garrett Blunt in the ninth round. Believe it or not, that that's that's all I got for the for the New England. Patriots, but for the Buffalo Bills, they just signed Boom Heron. Boom, last week. boom. Um, he proves to be a serv you know, serviceable, serviceable. Excuse me, serviceable backup. Right? I say that one right that yeah. time, the sixth time. Sixth time. Uh, <laughs> but guys, 
Robert Woods, I think, is the potential sleeper for the Buffalo Bills. I like he's, it. He's looking good in minicamp, but he he kind of goes under the radar. And people forget Sammy Watkins isn't the most healthy guy out there in the world. Robert Woods has the potential, although Robin Woods got injured last year as well, but I think he has the potential to be a really, really great asset for your team, for your fantasy team. So I love him. As for Carlos Williams, he came into minicamp overweight and out of shape, and he blames his uh, girlfriend for that, his fiance, because she got pregnant, and he's putting on the baby weight. Oh, the sympathy weight. The sympathy weight. And it is real. It's a real thing. And my husband and I were talking about it, and he was, like, laughing about it. And I didn't want to say, like, no, it's real. <laughs> but it is a real thing, yeah. and I get it. But you are getting paid to pay professional sports. So don't blame your fiancé. It's your fault. You're the one that has the sympathy. Get it together, dude. Get it together because we need you. They are expect- – or Williams is expecting his fourth child soon. So there we go. I guess he didn't have a problem with the first three. That's right. Ashley, New York Jets. The Jets. The Jets. Okay. So Fitzy is still not signed a deal, which is very concerning. Now the Jets have said they um yeah. He does have an expiration date. So according to coach Todd Bowles, he said that the Jets will rely on quarterback Geno Smith to be their starter if Fitzy's contract is not worked out by a certain time. Now they won't say exactly when that time is but they've indicated that it won't be preseason. So Fitzy would start if and when he does re-sign, though. Although I swear I woke up this morning to a Bleacher Report text message at like 7 a.m. saying that Gina would start whether Fitzy did or didn't sign. But I may have been dreaming that. Dreaming that. Having a nightmare? A nightmare. It was a <laughs> nightmare because then I went searching for it when I looked at my notes. I couldn't find it, but I was like, I swear I saw it. That's hilarious. So I'm I look, think I literally right might be having Geno Smith nightmares. It's possible. That's sad. It's possible. Anyway, in good news is Matt Forte says he feels physically fresh and ready to go for the season. So that's always good. Now, what's really interesting is that some people choose teams when they switch. You know, obviously he was a bear based on good Super Bowl potential. He picked his team based on the training room that he think will help keep him healthy. So... That's 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 really interesting. I love that. Um, so he feels really good. Thinks he's going to be doing well now. If he does get hurt, Zach Stacy and Kyrie Robinson are both expected uh, to be at training camp and to participate. But Bilal Powell is your main backup for Forte this year, and I think that he's kind of my my handcuff, if you will. He's not really a handcuff. I think that you need to pick him up if you get Forte. Forte is a solid running back, but he is getting older. Uh, he did get a little bit injured last year, and you should protect yourself. Devin Smith also has potential, uh, but we need to see more from him to know what's going on because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Maybe maybe by next show I'll have another nightmare, and I can tell you who the quarterback will be. Mm. Fitzy, get it done. Elway, get it done with Miller. Jets, yes. get it done yes. with Fitzy. We got we to gotta make it happen. Miami Dolphins, uh, running back Drake. The Dolphins' third-round pick from Alabama left day two of minicamp earlier with a strained hamstring. Um, we don't know how bad it is, but it's not a good sign for not a rookie. Nope. Not a good sign. Um, potential sleepers. The news, Drake, of course, Ajayi's biggest competition in the backfield, could mean that Ajayi is closest 
on being the Dolphins' lead running back and being a soul back, more, you know, more of a bell cow. Um, I do not like Ajayi. I mean, he has no kneecap, and I, I find that to be a problem with a running back. I don't know. <laughs> Call me crazy. Um, but I feel like that's just an injury waiting to happen. Um, but he could have a breakout season. He could be really great for the first 10 games and to- be totally worth that fantasy pick. So there, there is an option. Um, yeah, there's going to be plenty of room, you know, to run. Um, their defense, because they're going to be focusing on covering Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker. So that's that's a good sign. And their offensive line has only upgraded. Which is true, which is good. God knows the Dolphins needed it. Yeah. Um, Another potential sleeper is the second-year receiver, Devontae Parker, that I just mentioned. Over his final six games as a rookie, Parker put up 445 yards with three touchdowns. Um, I think he's going to have a big year. And although I think he's he not, could be really good. Yeah, although he's not a super deep sleeper, like I've kind of been listing off this during – um, this show. Um, he's a guy that I think you can go for. You know, I think you can feel comfortable going for him a little bit higher than um, other people. I think that he's going to be worth it. I think the Dolphins might get it together just because I'm so impressed by how their offensive line has improved. I think that's really going to affect Tannehill being able to get the ball out to these guys. I hope so. And uh, yeah, Ajayi, don't break another knee. Please. Thank you. Well, that's it. We've covered a lot of sleepers, a lot of deep, deep sleepers, kind of deep sleepers, just little sleepers, little nappies. Um, nightmares. Little nightmares. <laughs> Gino. Gino. Um, but, yeah, it's June. Our next show won't be until July because Ashley is selfish, and she is going on a two-week right. honeymoon Woo! to celebrate her new nuptials. So, Again, congratulations, Ashley. Thank you. Um, divorce is expensive, so work hard, all right? <laughs> work hard. Marriage is the hardest job you're ever going to have. He wanted us to sign a, a prenup saying uh, only divorce by pistol duel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would hold up in court. I, know, I, don't, I don't think it would. He's like, but if we both sign it, I'm like, I don't think pistol duels allow it anymore, babe. Yeah, it should be. I think it'd be it's yeah. a lot cheaper way to to handle it. Yeah. But I think I was that like, might or be we could problem. just not get divorced. He's like, well, obviously, because one of us uh, would end up death. And I'm like, well, one of us would end details, up dead. Details. Uh, but that's really funny. So, Ashley, you go have fun at your honeymoon. Um, have a wonderful time. Congratulations. And you guys have a wonderful June. We will see you back around the 4th of July. So happy holidays. Be safe. Enjoy your summer. And until next time, no more faking it.